Good morning, 637 here on News Radio 923. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. It's one of those beautiful days when we have not one but two Escambia County Commission meetings on the same day. We have the meeting before the meeting, the agenda review, and then you have the actual meeting tonight. And Wes Moreno, he always joins us. He's the Escambia County Administrator to talk about what's coming up on the agenda today. Hey Wes, welcome back to the show, sir. Hey, good morning, Andrew. It's great to be here this morning. Always good to have you, sir. So the thing we talked about last week that had been pulled off of the agenda, the funding acceptance for the opioid recovery program that uh, Chief Torcell wants to put in at EMS, that is back on today, right? It is. It is back on. I met with Eric on Monday this week, and we we were talking about it a little bit, and they were working hard with the state to get this couple of work finalized and they did <clears throat> they did get it finalized and so it is back on this morning and we will uh, see some action on it tonight uh, eric gilmore director of public safety is that um is that a program that has been done elsewhere or are we the first ones trying this no it's been done uh in one of the southern counties in florida with with a pretty good uh, success rate okay i can't remember exactly which county it was but it, it has been done before so we're going to take that model and we're going to put it into place here and see if we can't make a difference in the community. And, and you know, I, I know we talked about it last time. It's, it's uh, in thinking about it, you know, we'll, we'll see what our success is. But we're hoping, optimistically hopeful is what I said last time, last week. And, you know, if you can hear somebody tell their successful story, and, and I like to hear people tell their stories, uh, you know, it'll be worth it if we see a life, life, lives changed. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And yeah, we talked about the kind of the, some of the skepticism about whether it will really work for these people. But, you know, if you even, if it works for a quarter of them or 50%, you know, that's saving lives and, you know, uh, you know, improving lives and, you know, probably saving resources from EMS for future calls we don't have to do for those folks. So, uh, like you said, let's try it. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm always interested in a government program where you're going to try it for a little while and just kind of see what sort of results you get. Uh, you're looking at Diamond Dairy, the road that runs by the raceway off of I-10 and US-29 that goes and leads over towards Wedgwood, putting in and, you know, wow, sidewalks, right? And which is an area that does not have them, right? Yeah, that's right. We've, we've invested a lot of, uh, a lot of LST and CRA funds there in Wedgwood area, putting in sidewalks. And this will kind of finish it off. It'll tie, it'll start at Alfonso. We'll tie into the sidewalk there at Alfonso and then run back towards the east and around the curve there at Diamond Dairy and come into 29 there at the raceway. And that will kind of put a connection really all the way from, uh, coming from Kemp all the way through that area, through those neighborhoods, uh, walkable, rideable community uh, right there. Hey, yeah, and I mean, this is an area where you have a lot of pedestrians, and if you ever drive through there on your way over to Longleaf, you know that, you know, it's not every time, but you're often dodging bikes and pedestrians, and so finding a place for them to be safe from the traffic is, uh, that's that's a big deal, so that's a great thing. Um, You also have, and this caught my attention, I think this is fascinating, you're looking at another pilot program, the Infill Housing Pilot Program. What's this going to do? So, you know, we own quite a bit of property, and most of it is, uh, is sheeted to us uh, through, through the tax, unpaid taxes. And so what we've done, at least we've, initially we picked out about five lots, and we have hired an architect. We've come up with five uh, different affordable housing-type house plans to build on these lots. And so we are going to uh, get an estimate on materials, and then we will direct purchase of materials for these houses. We feel like we can purchase those materials cheaper. And then we will put an RFP out and hire uh, a contractor or contractors 
uh, to build these houses. And so we feel like we could be successful. Uh, we're working through uh, Claire Long and, and, the, and her programs there at Human Resources. Uh, and so with between them and facilities, we think we can be successful in building some of these houses. We'll get the first four or five built, and then we're going to be, while we're building those, we'll plan to build four or five more. And so we're going to try to get this program off the ground, and I think we can be successful at it. And I think, uh, you know, we'll have uh, a, cert, uh, a lot of welcome home ceremonies uh, coming up in the next year. So this is the county is going to actually be building houses to then be sold to, what, income-eligible homeowners. And there's a, a right. there's a substantial amount of money involved here. Um, as I'm reading through the overview, $200,000 allocated for each house for new construction, additional if needed, and then a $50,000 more in the form of a 20-year forgivable second mortgage. But this is not money that the county is just spending out of general revenue, right? That is correct. It is not general revenue money. It's you know ship money, different various programs, low income programs, people that that meet the criteria to achieve these types of programs or participate in these types of programs. But it is not general fund money. Absolutely not. And uh, that ship, if people aren't familiar, is the State Housing Initiatives Partnership. It's American Rescue Plan money. There's all kinds of money coming in for this, and this is our way of doing it. So we're going to start with four or five, and then see where we go. Uh, where are? Do you know where the? I don't know where they're located. I, I know we got a couple dozen of these around the area that we can uh, develop in terms of the properties that have been identified. But where are we starting? Some of them are around B Street, some of them in Brownsville area, some of them, some of them are even city limits. Uh, so uh, the first four or five will be in those, those general areas. Uh, some of them are kind of clumped together. I think two or three are clumped together, and there's another two that's clumped together. But it'll be so close to the city limits, uh, boundary lines there, uh, in the Baptist Hospital area. In that particular area right there. Okay, so we're going to give this a shot and kind of see what happens. And as you said, the idea is to, you know, start the program and then put out RFPs and see who wants to set forward and build them and then just kind of, you know, get a few more houses into the market so that we can start to alleviate at least a little bit of the the affordable housing crisis, right? Yeah, that's it. It, it, You know, it's an initiative that Commissioner May is heavily involved in. He's driving this initiative pretty hard. And uh, we you know, we met with him last week, and we laid it out, and we went through it. And yeah, I know he's excited about it. Something he's uh, been driving forward and driving toward for quite some time. And uh, so we're going to get it off the ground, and we're going to make it happen. Very good. We've also got a uh, a vendor roundtable coming up for purchasing. What's this going to be all about? So yeah, we you know we do this every so often. It's to bring uh, even current vendors and then folks who are looking to do business with Escambia County, uh, bring them in, let them know what our processes are, what they have to do, how to be a vendor for Escambia County, uh, all of our you know how to register, how to get on the vendors list, uh, the process of how we do purchase orders and how we pay, and what to expect when doing business with Escambia County. And so it's an effort to reach out into our local community, to our local businesses and local contractors, and let them come in and ask questions and just uh, try to pass out some good information and make them informed and hopefully uh, gain, gain some more vendors for, for us and some more contractors for us. And uh, it's always a good thing. Uh, competitive bidding is, is good for us, and so that's what we're trying to do is, is enhance that a little bit. And particularly to make it easier for small, local, women-owned, minority-owned businesses to understand the process of how to get on that list and how to get engaged in bidding for those contracts that they might otherwise not even be aware of or not know how to access, right? Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. And we got some changes coming to purchasing. 
We're looking at some new software that will make things streamlined, the prop processes, make us much more efficient. And so we want to make folks aware of those changes and uh, just let them know know what's coming and up coming up in the near future and so they'll be aware and what to look for and you can find information at com, but it comes up in two weeks it's wednesday november 16th from 2 to 6 p.m at the mcgehey building downtown the government building at 20, 213 palafox uh in the purchasing conference room on the second floor but as i said look on the website and you can get more information about that wes i had one or two other things i wanted to ask you about hang on for just a second I'm talking to wes moreno a scamby county administrator candy Cullerton has traffic on the fives and uh, we're not showing any slowdowns or accidents taking a look over downtown bees Street in Brownsville area, uh, Mobile Highway, all clear right now. If you see that accident or slowdown, you can always text us 437-1620. I'm Candy Cullerton with Traffic on the Fives. Thanks so much, Candy. Back to Wes Moreno. Uh, now, Wes, one thing, I, just as an idea, you know, and I may be late to this party, you may already be planning this, but I would suggest that when you're when they're doing this, you know, roundtable and teaching people all the stuff that they don't know, it might be worth a minute, like, afterwards to ask people what they learned, what they didn't know, what the barrier was, because, you know, then you really know from them what they perceive as having kept them from being involved. And then you can try to solve that for other people. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. That would be great information to have. And and I will uh, make sure we do just that. Yeah, because you know you don't know what you don't know, right? You don't. It's so. It's sometimes you just don't know what keeps people out of something until you ask them. <laughs> you know, because you don't know because you're on the That's inside right. of it, right? I mean, I run into this all the time. Yeah. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you about the Bay Center: the new signs are up, right? The digital signboards are up on the outside of the Bay Center. One over there on Ninth Avenue, and one th- on one on the front side that's uh, facing. Oh God, what's the street? I think of it as the One Ten Overpass. <laughs> but you know, the two signs are actually finally installed, but they're not on as far as i can tell there's nothing on them content wise do you know why that is well we're not they're not 100 percent finished we have some more programming work to do and some more trim work there's just a little bit of more finalization of, of the installation that has to be completed it'll be completed we think by the by uh, thanksgiving that they'll be fully functional we do run them on the days of events uh, you know hockey games and different events we will run them on the day of, uh, but we have a little more work to do programming-wise that should be complete by Thanksgiving, and that will let us uh, bring them into being fully functional. And, and I heard that part of that finalization is that, like, connecting them up electrically was one of the issues, that they, you know, that's still yeah. sort of to be done, that we run them on a generator temporarily just for those events. Do I have that right? Yep, you absolutely do. Hey, uh, you know, look, I'm glad to see them after two years. <laughs> you know, I'm glad to see them yeah, post-Sally. Yeah, yeah, it sure. absolutely is. Hey, last thing I wanted to ask you about is um, I'm still always just interested in the timeline, if there's been any changes to it, on uh, the Three Mile Bridge completion and, and or the fishing pier replacement now that we know that's coming with the FEMA money. Yeah, I, you know, the fishing, or let's start with the Three Mile yeah. uh, Bridge. It, it is, uh, I think it's on track to finish uh, toward the end of the year, maybe after a little bit shortly after the first of the year. I do know. I know I it looks very completed. Early. I mean, when I'm driving on it, it looks yeah, like it's really are, close. They, uh, yeah, I crossed the early, uh, day before yesterday, actually, and they were, I mean, they have made significant progress. They are pouring concrete. And they are working hard, and I think we're getting closer and closer. And I think you'll see an updated uh, report come out of the FDOT that will be a little more optimistic and nail that date down a little better for us. As far as the fishing bridge, uh, we're kind of still in the same mode of, of replacement as is. Where is 
but we're still working through working through that with FEMA, and of course, we still have the litigation um, to work through. So we're still a little bit out on that one, hard to nail down a, a, a true date on that. But we are continuing to work it. And, okay, so we're going to have to resolve. Does the litigation have to resolve before we can proceed with the replacement construction? No, we're, no, we're going to proceed forth. We're going to okay. proceed forth. You know, we're in design, we'll, we'll, but we'll proceed forth uh, with with FEMA and through FEMA, and we'll we'll continue to work it. And in case people are not familiar, the requirement of it being a FEMA-funded project is that we have to rebuild it exactly like it was. <laughs> it has to be essentially the yep. same, right? That is exactly right. Well, that was that was a big news item when it turned out that that was going to be the case. I know a lot of people had asked me about that, whether we'd ever get that fishing pier back. So great news. Wes Moreno, he is the Escambia County Administrator. Uh, have fun today as much as you can in the big, long day, and we look forward to the meeting as we have the one in the morning and the one tonight. Wes, as always, thanks for what you do, and thanks for the time on the morning show. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Andrew. You